welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and it's late Sunday night, so we're doing a week 13 review here. All but, uh, well, Chargers-Pittsburgh still going, then we got Washington-Philly tomorrow night, but other than that, the regular season of fantasy football is over. So if you're still listening, probably got yourself in the playoffs because I, I know if I didn't make the playoffs, I'm not. I'm I'm turning off fantasy football podcasts. I think at this point, Jeff. But we're we're both in a good spot. So hey, you know, it's not. It's still good to talk about this stuff. So how are you feeling before we can get to the game? How are you feeling going into the next week? Get some big big matchups next week. Uh. I'm I'm a little worried. Uh, <laughs> it is that time of year where, you know, anytime you know your players aren't performing to the uh, their ability, you you get a little bit a little bit cautious, a little bit strange times for me. A lot of injuries going down, so it'll be very interesting to see who comes out and who can play next week. I've AJ Green, Gordon, uh, Olson, so it it has not been a great week for me. Yeah, Green came back and then is now gone again. It looks like I, at this point, if you come after a player like that comes back, gets hurt again, I don't think we're going to see him again this year. Yeah, I, I don't think so, which is a huge problem. <laughs> I mean, because what, what do the Bengals have? What reason do they have to play him? They have, they have no reason at this point. Yeah, no. So that is, that is a little bit of a crushing blow to some people, but oh yeah, hopefully like for you, Gordon's back. Maybe next week we'll see. They're doing well without him, so they don't need to rush him back, which <laughs> isn't. God, it's just a rough time injuries, man. Yeah, that's the way fantasy well, football goes. So we'll have to figure something out. All right, let's go. Let's just run through some of these top games here. We'll start with some of the running backs, and I guess it's no surprise Todd Gurley ended up being the number one running back in standard scoring right now this week. So, yep, no surprise. Played against the Lions, which we thought he'd do well. 132 rushing, 33 receiving, two two rushing touchdowns. So. Not much to talk about there. Gurley's great. Easy. He's easy matchup against Detroit. But number two, Philip Lindsay with 27.9 in standard off 157 rushing. Got two touchdowns. This guy has been really good these last like, three weeks here. He's become a legitimate player. And Royce, I mean, Royce Freeman is a complete afterthought. It's just funny. The guy drafted early is just nothing down. The undrafted guy is clearly taking over this backfield. And if we're looking at even for next year, I would. I'd expect Philip Lindsay's going to be the lead guy starting next year for them. Yeah, you have to think so. I mean, you look at his numbers and they've been wonderful. Um, every time they give him the ball, he, he does something with it, positive yardage. And, you know, their confidence in him is only increasing. And as, you know, we alluded to, we thought he might get even more of a, a larger workload. And um, it has been the last three games, 11 carries, 14, and then 19 and He's taking full advantage, so I don't I don't see why it would slow down, especially with Sam Fran coming up next. Yeah, it's gonna be a really good matchup there. For him. Yeah, he's just gonna keep going. I mean, Freeman had twelve carries, but he just he Philip Lindsay's clearly the better running back. And he's finally getting the carries to show, so he's gonna be good here. Tariq Cohen, third now this week on standard scoring with twelve catches for one fifty six off fourteen targets. Just I mean, they throw the ball at this guy all the time. I don't I still know how he's going to do next week against the Rams. That's my worry with three going. He has these big games, but can he do it next week? 
I, I just I don't trust a guy who relies completely on receiving. Right, yeah, and he'll be up and down, but it was wonderful to see this performance again because, I mean, really, it feels like it's kind of been a while since we saw that big receiving game. Um, you know, the week before that against Detroit, he had seven receptions but only one for 45 yards. I mean, really, you have to go back to almost, you know, week seven when he was really turning on the Jets and, and they were utilizing him in the past. So uh, this is great to see, though. And how about McCaffrey up there again? Again, he, yeah, he is on fire right now. Every week. Eh, just every week. He's he's ridiculous. He only had 10 carries but turned it into 106 yards. Nine for 55 and a touchdown receiving. Just he, This guy's good. Then Chase Edmonds is up there because he got two touchdowns. Man, David Johnson owners can't be happy with this one. <laughs> right. Yeah, we had a couple of touchdown vultures this week that uh, changed the course of fantasy for sure. Uh, we'll get to that later on, but, you know, in New England as well. Well, pretty much just a couple spots below here. Well, James Conner is next. He's still going right now. 18.2. Saquon, another 14.6. You know, solid outing. He didn't get any touchdowns, so it didn't go to the huge number, but 146 total yards. Then it's James Devlin from New England. Four carries, five yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> and ouch, I mean, especially any White or Sonny Michelle owners hoping to get touchdowns, you know, this is a, I mean, this is worrisome, but to what extent? I mean, it's, I think now the they like doing this. They may use this guy a little bit. Michelle's still going to get the majority of the carries, though. That was good to see if you're a Michelle owner. I mean, Burkhead did come back at seven carries. White had six of them out there. I mean, definitely, you know, stole those touchdowns, but at least Michelle still had 17 carries. If he gets that kind of work, he's still going to be able to be, you know, very valuable. It's just he only turned it into 63 yards today. I mean, I can't see them doing the, the whole fullback dive thing all the time. That's not going to be able to keep work. It's not going to keep right. Working. They're not always going to get it to the one yard line. But, you know, it, it does suck to think that you're going to miss out on easy points like that. And really, we've seen this a little bit more. I mean, really, this is, what, his third touchdown in three games. Um, and it's only around the one-yard line. So it might not come into play, but it's definitely something to think about. Then, yeah, some of the next guys, Nick Chubb, didn't really do much on the ground, only 9 for 31, but gets a touchdown. Rashad Penny had seven for 65 and a touchdown. Chris Carson left with an injury, so we'll have to see what happens there. And, yeah, then after that, it's a lot of just average performances, I would say. Jeff Wilson Jr. there for San Francisco had to step up and play with uh, Matt Burita was in and out with injury during the game. So Wilson had 61 rushing, 73 receiving for a guy that really I had never heard of. Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, he really did. Last week was the first time he had any kind of yardage and then did something. So, I mean, that's interesting to look. I don't know what's going to happen with Breida's injury, but I mean, Wilson could be somebody to throw in your lineup, I guess. Not <laughs> not something I'm too excited about against Denver next week, though. And then Spencer Ware got himself a touchdown. Other than that, he was definitely not Kareem Hunt. So, that's for sure. He's, he's, he's I mean, this is what Spencer Ware was. He's going to be fine. He's going to get you. He's going to be definitely a startable player, but he's not the same kind of player. There's a reason why Kareem Hunt had become the the back there, and Spencer Ware was 
fairly used. Yeah, and uh, how how do you feel about this moving forward, right? So we're moving forward. More than likely next week is going to be your playoffs. They play Baltimore, which does have a good run defense. Where do you view Spencer Ware in the in the grand scheme of things right now? I mean, he's he's still he's probably a running back. He's a running back too for me. He'd be somewhere I don't know the rankings wise, but somewhere between ten and twenty. So he's very usable. He's going to get volume. So because of that, he's going to be usable. But if you have Spencer Ware, chances are that you might, unless you were the cream hunt guy, the owner, if you just picked him up, chances are you have better players than them that you've been using. So I might just stick with the guys I've had. This is. It might just they might just pass the ball more. They don't need to run it, so yeah, he'll be there. I, I think he's going to be more fifteen to twenty range for me. All right, then somewhere somewhere around there. I'm not completely sold on it at all. Then how about Aaron Jones? Eleven carries, thirty six yard to touchdown. They actually somehow I don't know why they would have done it, but they gave. Um, Jamal Williams randomly decided to start playing again during this one. And let's see, what did he had seven carries for 13 and caught four balls for 14, so it did nothing. So rightfully, Mike McCarthy was fired after the game because of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a rough one. Uh, I can't believe, I mean, Cardinals pulling this off is that's a low point for Green Bay. Yeah, and yeah, McCarthy needed to go. <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah, this wasn't... Uh, they weren't. That was just. That's really bad. I can't believe what kind of happened there to the Green Bay. How about some receivers here? We got tops on the list. Is Dante Pettis right now? Five or one twenty nine, two touchdowns. So he's only been back for a couple games now after his injury. He had the one game before his. He had one game. He came back before the bye in week ten, and now since the bye, four for seventy seven in the touchdown, five for one twenty nine and two touchdowns for this for the rookie here. Man, are you? I'm actually. I don't think this is a fluke. I don't. No, I don't either. I don't. I don't know how he will be able to, you know, keep this going on San Fran. But I think, especially in any leagues, uh, you know, whether dynasty or keepers, he he's definitely someone you want to throw on just to give yourself the option. But I mean, to be quite honest, I mean, it is a possibility that he might be a great guy to go get because you can use him in the, you know. For someone who is, you know, like me, AJ Green or another person who got an injury because he's using him and he does have big playability. And as long as he keeps getting four or five catches, which I would assume that they're going to try to get him even more now that he's succeeded two weeks in a row, he is a very intriguing player. He, he is. I'm, I feel comfortable putting him in a lineup if, you have, if you're starting three receivers. I think he's a very good player. I think he's going to, you know, be. Safe. I just feel like he's going to be relatively safe. I, I don't know why I have this feeling. Just something about it. May, I, I'm, I feel confident. This isn't like the, you know, other players early in the year, like where Tyrell Williams had a couple big games in a row. You, you knew it just wasn't going to happen. I think there's something there with Dante Pettis. So I'm going to be, I'm definitely interested in seeing what, uh, how he continues to do. The next up, Antonio Brown. Game's still going on here right now, but he has 10 for 154 and a touchdown. And this is the Antonio Brown we've been waiting to see all year. First time he's really had a big game like this, but just shows that he's still, still really, really good. Yeah, and the, the, and the touchdown pace this guy is on, even when we—it's yeah, insane. I mean, he was ranked what fourth, and we're we're upset about it. Like, and it, yeah. yeah, his touchdown. I mean, he he will average 
what over possibly over a touchdown per game, which is just nuts yeah, just, to think about. Yeah, it's ridiculous to the game. We were thinking he's slightly down, a slightly down year, but he's still this good on a, in a down year. Then Zay Jones got himself two touchdown catches. So this guy's name has actually appeared a couple times now this season. Week ten, he had eight for ninety three in a touchdown, enough four for sixty seven and two touchdowns. And I still don't believe in any of it. I I don't either. But that Buffalo team is all of a sudden, at least in the conversation, it's been very strange. And that offense is starting to get a little bit of legs. And uh, every once in a while, you'll see this come out. And <laughs> I mean, too little, too late for Zay Jones, who you know, has had a very up-and-down career thus far. Um, but at least this gives them a glimmer of hope between a young wide receiver and a young quarterback. Well, shoot, Josh Allen. There's, this guy's 9 for 135 rushing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's mind-blowing. How you have another game where you go over 100 yards as a quarterback and not someone you necessarily think as a scrambler. But I guess I didn't find the hole. Yeah, he just I, takes off. He's quicker than everyone thinks. You wonder how long he'll be able to get away with this. But this is a lot of yards he's accruing. I mean, this isn't just one large. I mean, nine carries for 135 yards that it's a it's a unique skill set. I I have no idea if they're going to uh, try to, you know, pull him back because Buffalo's out of it, obviously. Or, you know, and, you know, do you actually want the future of your team to be running around out there you know with linebackers trying to lit up light them up I, I don't know but it, it's really fun to actually watch them for once and you know Alan Z- Jones had a had a game for themselves yeah it's yeah that I guess I didn't expect this kind of I didn't know Josh Allen could run run like this I just did not I guess I didn't know enough about him I just you always think of Josh Allen you you hear about the big arm and it's, it's crazy this is I guess the most most rushing yards by a quarterback since Robert Griffin back in 2012. and Actually, the ninth most by any quarterback since 1950. Wow. Eh, crazy to think Josh Allen. <laughs> Some other, uh, here we go. Ke- how about Keenan Allen? Game's not done yet, but 12 for 124 and a touchdown. Just continues to improve. Like we, I mean, I, I think we should, we could, you know, I was gonna say, I, I, give ourselves yeah, some credit I, I, here, I right? Say, I would like to. I mean, four games in a row, we said the touchdowns would catch up. They are now. I mean, a touchdown in one touchdown in the past four games. His yardage has always been there to be some sort of viable option. That offense is rolling. They're doing really great. Rivers is doing great. Um, you know, it's it's wonderful to see. Yeah, we we knew this would happen. <laughs> at least we had yeah, a we, we had a big we had a hope it we would. We predicted at least. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> After that, Jaron Brown got three for 67 and two touchdowns, which, I mean, don't know if that's sustainable. He hadn't done much yeah, previously. Go from predicting to not predicting at all. <laughs> Odell, three for 35 and a touchdown, but he threw himself one 49-yard touchdown pass, his second 40-plus-yard touchdown pass of the season. So, <laughs> saved his day against a, a you know tough Bears team, but he's up there. Chris Godwin, five for 101 in a touchdown. I think Chris Godwin's just going to keep getting better. I mean, he, he hasn't done a lot here recently, but and watch him play, and every once in a while I feel like I think it's it's Mike Evans catching the ball. It's weird, but you know, the numbers are too similar. Yeah. I'm out there. What? And especially without Deshaun Jackson out there, this was very good to see that he could actually step into that spot, play the secondary role, and and – have a big game for him, especially with, you know, them trying to get back to some sort of, 
you know, <laughs> stretch of games where you have the same QB and some sort of semblance of an offense. Yep. Uh, but that Devontae Adams, 93 and a touchdown, so another solid game for him. Cortland Sutton gets probably his, one of, you know, his best game, 85 yards and a touchdown. So maybe there is still something there with a good matchup next week against San Francisco. People have been playing him, and he's done nothing. So this is about the time that people probably finally decided not to play him this week. And, hey, he actually did something. He did. I, I, I really am waiting for him to have more than four catches. I mean, four catches is the most he's ever had in, in, during the season. He's, other than that, he's topped out at three a bunch of times. I'm waiting for that game where he actually gets seven receptions, and then I know that they're trying to utilize him a little more. But, you know, it's a good first step. Then Yeah, then a lot of just other guys who did okay, I would say, in there. Um, Jarvis Landris, they finally stepped up a little bit, six for 103. He didn't do anything else other than that, but he had been, he'd been playing very poorly there for a while. So he at least finally did something. Then, well, Jordy Nelson came back from the dead. <laughs> 10, for, 10 for 97. I thought I thought he retired like week seven or something. Yeah, no kidding. A bunch of small catches, but I mean, the, <laughs> I mean at least I don't know. We, I assume we won't see him next year, but maybe. No idea with Oakland. Then uh, I'll just bring up uh, Curtis Samuel, 6 for 88 this week. Brought him up on the waiver wire last week, but he continues to score himself in standard right around 10 points a week. He's done it in, you know, four of the last five games. Uh, he's definitely usable. He's uh, he's out there. And they're they're using him in any kind of way they can. So, I it's still it's a tough one to trust. I think. I don't know how you feel about him, but he's been involved. Yes, and this is a, a good one. I, I, once again, before that, he's kind of worked his way into the offense. He you know he started really getting our attention, but he would only have two catches, a couple runs, whatever it may be. But he had big playability. It's really good to see six catches for 88. And, and I know it wasn't as flashy maybe as his other games have been, but at least you know they're trying to involve him more and more. And it takes away a little bit of that risk. So I'm, I am like, I know Craig was a little bit ahead of me on this one, but I'm coming around to Curtis Samuel because of the way they're using him now. Yeah, they, they just want to find a way to get in the ball. Then some other, I'm going to say some guys are just being disappointed. Julio had a terrible game. Just nothing there. Tyreek Hill had his game that you kind of every once in a while expect to see. Only one catch for 13 yards. That's a problem. Sometimes He's done this a few times this year. He ended up with five points, looks like. I think it was f- five points in uh, standard. But he's had now, let's see here, how many games on the year? He's had three games this year where he was only five, five points, 5.6, 5.6. Just every once in a while this happens. And then he plays Baltimore next week. I don't know if Baltimore can slow down Kansas City, so I'm not too worried about it. But you just hope that this isn't the Tyreek Hill that shows up in the playoffs for you. Yeah, always going to be a gamble. I mean, especially when, I mean, obviously Mahomes had a huge day. So, you know, just wasn't Tyreek's time to step up. And um, Mike Evans didn't do much this week either. Only 48 yards receiving. And then, yeah, some other, yeah, let's see here. Anybody else? Well, there's a few. Like I say, Julio was two for 18. Emmanuel Sanders, four for 19. So, hey, that's what happens every once in a while with these receivers. You just never know. Yeah. If you used AJ coming back you know, before the injury, one catch, seven yards. So, but that's a little different. Yeah. And how about 
tight ends here. I guess it's no surprise Travis Kelsey is leading the way. 12 for 168 and two yeah. touchdowns. It wasn't Tyreek so, Hill's day, but it was Kelsey's day. <laughs> I mean, are you going to – I think Travis Kelsey right now, with the way the other tight ends are, he has to go so much higher than the draft than everybody next year. In in auction. Oh, absolutely. He is head and shoulders above everyone else. I mean, really, it's going to be maybe a three-person race for who I would actually pay for. And then after that, it's really going to be non-existent. No idea what's going to happen to Gronk. Kelsey is by far number one. I think it's Ertz and then Kittle. And then you start throwing a few bucks here and there on Ebron, hoping that he reproduces touchdowns. But... I mean, this guy is, he, he's the gold mine, right? He, he is the new Gronk, really. I mean, that's what it comes down to. In a tight end position that's very difficult to figure out, he has been the consistent one and the one that can put up big points. This guy gives you a huge advantage. Well, the thing is, he's the new Gronk, but it's like when the tight end position is even more scarce than it was before. I mean, feel, very good point. It feels like there was more players around to pick from when, because. Okay, I never worried about getting Gronk. I know others like to get him, like like to get him. I never did. I was always like, okay, I'm just going to throw whoever, you know, at the end of the bet, you know, find some guy in the waiver wire and use him. No big deal. He'll be fine. They're just there's not those players right now. And I mean, Kelsey, 26.8. Jared Cook was the second guy who had 16. He, you know, he's up and down. After that, it was Austin Hooper, who's kind of become a guy who you might think is going to do something. Then it was. Anthony, Anthony Ferk, Ferk, sir. I've never heard of this guy <laughs> for Tennessee. Never heard of him once. He's, he's caught a couple balls the last few games. Maybe he should have, but he's, <laughs> I mean, didn't, didn't know who he was whatsoever. Then fifth place was Travis Kelsey's uh, backup, Demetrius Harris, because he caught a touchdown. Then Jordan Thomas, <laughs> man, it's just ugly. It's so ugly. And I mean, and it only got worse today as well with in Gronk three for 26 right. and, and Olsen. But done for the year, what he rupture his planter, whatever it was. So yeah, I mean it, it was it, for tight end situation. It it did only get worse after today. Like the the waters are so muddy. You're taking people out of the equation. It, if you have Kelsey, you feel really good. But man, for anyone that doesn't have one of those top three, it is just a you know it like you just have to feel it out. You have to have like a gut feeling about who's going to catch a touchdown, because that's really all it comes down to. If you're looking at the top 10, it, it doesn't matter if you get one catch or, or 10, whoever catches a touchdown is going to be a, a top that's 10 it. guy. Yep, and, and Njoku, not, uh, three for eight. Three three catches uh, for eight yards after. Uh, yeah. thought maybe he, he he's one of those you can't trust him either, like, for, for anything. Um, yeah, just, you, it, you can't. Oh, I'm watching the... Pittsburgh Chargers here. Char- Char- oh, th- I think there's going to be a flag on this. Maybe an offsides. They just blocked the field goal attempt, and the f- Chargers are about to win this thing. Pittsburgh blocked it, but I think it's going to be an offsides. Oh, it's too bad. That was kind of exciting. I was hoping for some more fantasy points there going to overtime, <laughs> but not going to happen. But all right, quarterback wise, Pat Mahomes leads the way. No surprise there, right? Yeah, <laughs> two ninety-five and four touchdowns. Just if he doesn't score, if he doesn't throw for four touchdowns, I'm. Kind of a disappointment, I would say. Especially now that playoffs are hitting. He's got you this far. There are a lot of teams in the playoffs probably with Pat Mahomes as their quarterback. Oh, yeah. And th- this was the the matchup you wanted to see, right? Oakland, you, you thought there was no way that he could you know, have a down game. This would be the funny one if he actually did. 
But um, he gets this out of the way. I mean, he does have Baltimore Chargers and Seattle. Obviously, Baltimore the best one. But, I mean, this guy is a plug-and-play, right? You don't worry about matchup anymore. You just assume he's going to do well. Yeah. I, okay, Baltimore, there, maybe there's some worry sometimes, but not I mean, not really, right? I mean, how can you – Emma Holmes, he's going to be fine. This whole offense is too good. I think they, they, they overcome any defense that you can throw at him pretty much at this point. So I'm not worrying. How about the second guy here, Russell Wilson? Only 11 for 17, 185 yards, but threw four touchdowns. <laughs> That's uh, not a sustainable number. But I, he's been very, very good. I, just say, I say that it's not sustainable, but at the same time, he is finding a way to get it done. You look at what he's been able to do since week five, and I, I'm I'm really, really impressed. I, I still don't know who he's throwing to. Baldwin did have a touchdown, but he only had a couple catches. And he is just finding a way to get it done week in and week out. It was San Fran, and he only threw for 185 yards. But, you know, the week before that, 339 with two. So, however the game goes, he is he's finding a way to get it done. I mean, pure and simple. Then Josh Allen, like we talked about, third for the week. Derek Carr all of a sudden is, appears on the list, number four. But when he plays Pittsburgh next week, Pittsburgh isn't the greatest against you know, passing teams, I still would not trust Derek Carr if you're in the playoffs. Phillip Rivers had a solid game. Jameis, he's been good. You know, three weeks in a row or two weeks in a row starting in that other game where he filled in. He's he's been he's been very good and he gets to play against New Orleans next week. I will throw Jameis in my lineup and not worry about it. I'm gonna trust him. He has my trust, but this is where he blows it, right? <laughs> this is the spot where it goes goes away. Yeah, well, it's somehow Fitzpatrick will get this start because Winston will do something stupid. <laughs> After that, Nick Mullins finds his way with 414 yards and two touchdowns. He's still, though, not he's not a guy you're going to put in your lineup. Mariota, Roethlisberger, Tannehill are up there. And then he got some disappointments for the week, I guess. Guys under 20 points. Cam Newton went under 20 because of four picks. Sean Watson didn't do a lot. I mean, his team gets the win, so it doesn't really matter. Aaron Rodgers, 17.3. Uh, okay, Man. seriously, though, I know we've talked about this, and we were going to start other people in front of him. We weren't ready to go to the extreme. Um, but, I mean, at this point, you have to start someone for the playoffs next week. He's going against Atlanta. He's going to have a new coach. I think I play him. <laughs> Dude, you can't you can't get away with from it. <laughs> no, I can't. Not with the matchup. Not with the matchup and the new coach thing. I feel like it, a lot of times it just works out the week one, and they're gonna definitely try to open up the offense and see what you know. I feel I feel pretty decent. Okay, but if he can't, if he doesn't put together a big number next week, he is on my bench week fifteen. If you somehow pull it off next week mm-hmm. with Aaron Rodgers. I would he'd be on my bench week fifteen. The problem is there's a lot of people that don't aren't in the playoffs if you have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Oh, very true. Because you paid more for him than most, and he just hasn't he hasn't performed. All right. Well, same question for the guy right underneath him, Tom yeah. Brady. We've been even lower on Tom Brady. Is this a guy you get away from or no? He has Miami. I actually would get away from him. Okay. Yeah. Next week. Once again, a, a lackluster performance. I mean, really, he's had one decent game in the past five. It's not a good look. You're going. You're going to be away at Miami for your playoff hopes. Very difficult to trust him. Well, then there's a bunch of other guys down here. Um, Jared Goff only ten point one against the Lions. 
think a lot of it, they just they ran the ball. They didn't have to do much passing. But he plays at Chicago next week. So, man, I, what are you doing <laughs> with Jared Goff next week? Oh, you that him? is a very good question. I think I am. I, I think Chicago is going to be more difficult to run against. I mean, that's tough to say with Gurley. But I think that Goff will have to throw a little more. And, I mean, it's not that he did that poor. I mean, he did have a fumble, you know, whatever, and one interception. But he didn't do poor against Detroit, like you said. He just didn't need to throw a whole lot. And uh, this is his, you know, what, second lowest game. Um, the Five weeks before that, he's been a stud. I think this is, uh, uh, it'll be a bounce back game. I, I don't really worry about him all that much. And Kirk Cousins only scored 10 points out 32 of 44 and 201. One touchdown, two picks against New England. He's done this a few times, too. He did this week nine against Detroit. You know, he did it week three against Buffalo. I don't know if I worry too much about him against Seattle next week, but yeah, this is definitely in the realm of possibility for him. I think I'd start him. And then, I say Matt Ryan here. This is why you worry a little bit about Baltimore's defense right. with, you know, because he 9.6 for Matt Ryan against Baltimore. Not much there. But I feel... I feel okay if I'm if I'm a Ryan owner against Green Bay next week. Yeah, and you should. Then, and then Andrew Luck nine point five. Man, a lot of these Jacksonville's defense all of a sudden became Jacksonville's defense of last year. Real quick, don't know why or how that happened, but they did a six nothing game. Yeah, and every time, I mean, this was a very strange week for quarterbacks, as we've just listed out five different guys that are usually in the top ten that really had very poor performances. But Luck went from scoring at least three touchdowns a game since week four and to a crashing halt where he didn't get one. And I did not see this coming. It's kind of like when you throw your complete support behind someone and then they just hit a brick wall. That's what happened for Andrew Luck today. Yeah, it just completely fell off the map there. But, yeah, I think that's just Baltimore. Baltimore, not Baltimore. Jacksonville's defense is really good, and they just showed up finally. So, I... I feel okay about luck next week. But all right, I think that's going to do it. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. We got some waiver wire pickups. It might be a short show. Not not a lot out there is there for next week for for waiver wire. We'll we'll go over that t- tomorrow. Talk to you guys then. <laughs>